Just a few days ago was Mother's Day, and I hope every mom listening was celebrated in some special way. But I know, and you know, we don't do what we do for the presence or the affirmation that we get one day a year. We're moms because God blessed us with the job of getting to pour Jesus into our kids. And we can't do that if we don't know what his word says. So join me as we continue with our Faithful Everyday Mom interview series today. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. Wherever you find yourself today, multitasking or just trying to catch a quiet moment alone. I'm so glad you're here as we learn together how to live out our faith and point our kids to Jesus. Please don't forget to hit the add or subscribe button today so you will always be notified about new upcoming episodes. Faithful 31 Moms is a love worth finding ministry and I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Hey friends, I want to introduce you to our faithful everyday mom for today. Her name is Carly Watson. Welcome, Carly. Hello. So glad to be here. So glad to have you. She is actually one of my sister's friends, and my sister recommended me and said that I had to reach out to Carly, and I'm so glad that I did. So as you listen today, if the Lord brings a mom to your mind that would be a good, faithful, everyday mom like my sister did, that I can interview on our podcast, please let me know. My contact info is in the show notes. Now for a little bit about Carly. Carly was a college athlete turned coach, and then she became a wife and a stay-at-home mom, and she's been married to Tim for 10 years and has five kids, y'all, all under eight years old, so she's busy, busy. And when I asked Carly to send me her bio, she said this, and I had to read it as a direct quote. I am laser focused on raising my kids to send them out to proclaim the goodness of Christ and equipping them with the intention that they would do the same for someone else. So I think that that quote alone tells you everything that you need to know right there. Carly is a faithful everyday mom for sure, and I'm so glad that you're here with me today. So let's get started with some icebreaker questions. Carly, how do you have your quiet time as a mom? I have my quiet time first thing in the bright early wee morning right after I work out. It's not impressive. The real reason I work out at that time is truly there is no other time. And it's also just wakes me up. It's the way to like get me awake Awake. in the morning. So I'm like, if I'm going to be focused on what I'm reading and my time with the Lord, I try to work out first so that I'm ready to go. But sometimes I don't feel like working out. Sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes I need to rest. Sometimes I need a break. But I'm still going to have my time with the Lord. And so it's always going to be the thing. It's not another thing that's on my list to do. It is the thing. That's what you told me the first time I talked to you. I love that. Okay, so this one's just a light and fun question. But when you hear the phrase everyday mom, what makes you an everyday mom, Carly? Oh, there are so many things that make me an everyday mom. Um, I just think about the amount of teeth that I have to oversee being brushed and then I forget about my own. You know, it's like I I have made sure that all these people have brushed their teeth. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I did not brush my teeth this morning. Or just the fact that I'm here and have washed my hair today and I feel luxurious just, you know, taking a shower or um, just like all the moms probably listening at some point. I'm in the season of littles, so I I never even can pee alone. So I'm just like you. I'm hiding in the bathroom and I have little fingers under my, you know, just following me around everywhere I go. So... (laughs) 
That's hilarious. And yes, I'm sure a lot of moms listening can identify with that. (laughs) So moving on to our subject for today, talking about being prepared in God's word when our kids ask us those big God questions. You actually have to know what God's word says. So I was actually talking to a mom the other day, Carly, and she told me that whenever her kids have questions about the Lord, that she always sends them to her husband to answer them because she doesn't feel smart enough or knowledgeable enough about the Bible to answer. And I just thought to myself, even though that's probably pretty common that moms or parents might do that, that they don't feel like they can answer their kids' big God questions. And maybe somebody listening right now feels the same way, and they're ashamed to admit that. What would you say to them? How would you challenge and encourage them? Well, the first thing I would say is, praise God, you have a husband that you could go to and ask that question. The second thing that I would say is just the power of I don't know is okay. Like, I I think that we sometimes need to be reminded that it's okay that we say, "Um, you know, I do not know the answer to that, and that it's okay for them to see their parents say that. But don't stay there would be my next encouragement, because it is our responsibility before God. This is not something that we do, just another thing we're adding to the list. This is before God, what am I responsible for? And you know it's your children. You know it's the shepherding stewardship and the discipleship of your children. And I think of First Peter three fifteen. But in your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Yes, absolutely. I love that verse. That is so true. Is Sometimes you have to say, I don't know, and that's okay. But you are saying you got to get into God's word, right, and learn and know what it says and be able to give them an answer, (laughs) come back with an answer, right? Yes, it is very important to be able to give a hope for what you have. But another story in Deuteronomy 6 is probably one of my absolute favorite stories. God's brought them out of slavery with his mighty hand, and they're about to enter the promised land. And the one thing— that he is telling them is Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 9. Oh, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk to them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. It's just such a powerful reminder that you are to tell your children what God's doing, what he's done, and do not forget as you go when you— when you're going about your life, this is your responsibility before God. Absolutely. Amen. I love that verse, too. Um, you're bringing it. I love all the scripture. <laughs> it's so wonderful. Okay. Now, something that's interesting to me, Carly, is when we were pregnant for the first time. Maybe a mom's listening. She's only had one so far. You're pregnant for the first time. You're reading all the parenting books to prepare so that you'll know about scheduled feedings and you'll know how to treat a diaper rash or what vitamins to buy. And then later, you know, you want to know where do I send them to preschool or 
you know, all those kinds of things. And we have Google, YouTube, all that stuff, like right at our fingertips, right? We can learn about the latest educational toys, sports equipment, whatever it is. We can get Amazon purchases in two days, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. Everything is right there. We're big consumers of information. We like to feel prepared as moms, like that we know that we're getting the best for our kids, right? And so a lot of these things are helpful. There's nothing wrong with them. But why would you say above all these things, knowing God's word is the best thing that you can possibly know and be prepared for for your family? The first question I would ask is, do you really believe what God's word says is true? Do we believe that right standing with God by grace through faith is our ultimate and our greatest need for our kids? And I say that because what you were saying is if we want to know something about our babies, if we want to figure that out, we're going to do what we need to do to give that to our children. We're going to Google. We're going to look it up. We're going to read the book. We're going to if we think it'll benefit our kids, we are mamas. We will do it. But you need to ask yourself, do you believe that this is their greatest and their ultimate need? Because that is the first thing you need to ask. And where does God reveal himself, what he wants, how he wants us to live, who he is? He reveals that in his word. James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. If you need wisdom, where can you go? God's word. And it's the only way to get true understanding and wisdom and and the truly what our babies need. Amen. I totally, 100% agree. Okay, so Carly, for a lot of my life, I've shared this with you before, up until like my mid-20s or so, when I got pregnant with Jake, my first baby, I was like, I've got to get serious about the Bible. I've got to know it because here I am about to bring a life into the world. And I wanted to know how Jesus was weaved throughout the Bible because he really is from cover to cover. And up until that point, I'd really just read the Bible a lot situationally is what I had kind of shared with you, where I would just read when I was walking through something difficult or I needed to find an answer. That's where a lot of people, that's how a lot of people read their Bibles. But instead, I need to, to read it consistently, like studying the Bible for myself um, to know, like I was sharing cover to cover, how Jesus was we throughout the Bible. And I think that a lot of moms probably battle the situational versus consistent reading of the Bible. So can you share with us how we can break that habit of situational and get into where like we're really consistently craving God's word? Well, I have some practical ways that I think you can do that. But also just first, we don't want to build our house on sand. We want to build our house on the rock. But we don't want to build during the storm. We want that house built so it will stand firm. And we are drifters by nature. We will drift unless we are swimming that uh, the opposite way we are going to drift. So I say all that to say that it's so easy to forget that you are in a spiritual war and the enemy is out to destroy you and your family. And so when you just want to come When you need it or when you are in some sort of deep trouble, first of all, you're not going to be prepared. But secondly, you're totally unaware that you are in war. And when you are totally unaware that you're in war, you will lose the battle. We're so distracted as mothers. We have so many 
things on our plate and people to love and serve. And it's so easy to just say, I'm just going to get to it when I can, you know. And like if something goes really bad, of course, I'm going to like try to find some answers. You, you got to realize that you need this, like you need to breathe. So, Carly, you shared with me that moms um, come to you through Bible studies or sometimes through mom groups that you lead at your church. And they're always asking you how they can be more consistent in God's word. So what advice would you give her right now of how to start? I'm glad you brought that back up because I did mean to talk about practical. If you're struggling with a desire to get in God's word first or be with him, I would ask myself, why Why do I not desire that? And then what do I desire? What do I treasure? What, what has my time, my money, my attention, my efforts? I feel like that's a very good question to start with, but a great place to just practically start is to find someone to do it with you. Accountability is a huge thing. You you need to go find someone. You need to be in a healthy church. And if you're in a healthy church, you need to go find someone in that healthy church that's a step above you and you need to say, "Can I can I glean from you? Can you hold me accountable to read this word?" You need to go find somebody to do that with you. But you need to also have somebody that you you plan to do it with later. After you, somebody's done this with you, you want to go do it with somebody else. You could start chronological Bible. You could read the Bible all the way through. You could start with a book of the Bible. You could start. I always, I always want to say the Bible. A lot of people, a lot of women like to do devotionals, and that's great. I think it's wonderful. Anytime you want to get with God or spend time with God, I think it's great. So I never want to say that's not okay. But I think what we're dealing with in our culture, though, is a, is we're away from God's words and actually what he says. And nobody really knows what it says because they're not really reading it. And so we need to make sure that that's we're not just meeting up with somebody and learning about their life. We want to do life with people. Absolutely. One hundred percent. But we want to be focused on the Bible in some way. So you either need to be willing to put yourself out there and go get accountability or be willing to be that person for somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really becoming lost in relationships and in the church, and it's so needed. I totally agree. If you feel like you cannot do it consistently and you're just staying situational like we were talking about, ask for some help. And once you get that, go help somebody else. That's mm-hmm. that's a great word. I totally agree. And Carly, I think that you would agree with me that the more that we understand God's word, the more that we're going to crave God's word. And in Hebrews 4.12, it says God's word is living and active. And it really is amazing that you can come back to the same stories and the same verses like again and again. And the Lord always has something new to teach you or to show you that you didn't see before. And that's how it's living. That's how it's active. And that's exciting. Like God's word is actually exciting when you get to the place that you really start. It clicks, you know. And so I think when our kids see this, they see us getting excited about God's word, that that gets contagious to them and that they will love what we love. So, Carly, how does God's word affect your kids and the conversations that you have with your kids. Mallory, that is every bit true. God's word is active and alive, and it absolutely comes alive in new ways. Like I will read, I have read through a chronological Bible about six different times, apart from other studies I've done. And every time I'm like, I do not remember in certain seasons. I'm like, I do not remember that being there. 
and it just will jump out at you and you're just being taught by it and you can actively apply it in your life. So that is every bit true. I totally agree with that. With our kids, this will affect every relationship that you have. Most importantly, your babies. But this will affect how you treat your husband and your children. This will, it is more, they say, it's more caught than taught. Like, it will affect your conversations, your time, your commitment, your focus. Your kids will know what is your loves. Your kids will know, my mama says all this, but she doesn't do it. Or my mom wants me a part of all these church activities, but my mom doesn't sit with the Lord. They will figure it out. Amen. And they will know. And so when you want to tell them something, but they know you don't live that out, it's going to ruin your witness. And so your witness is a very big deal. Because your responsibility before God is to be Christ, be an example for them to see and a model of somebody that has done this. And that will affect them in the way they view God and relationships and him for the rest of their life. It's so important. And Carly, over time, as you and I and any mom that's listening, as we grow in our consistency, as we crave God's word and we become more constant in how we were reading it and we're living it out. We're not called to keep that to ourselves. And I know that you touched on this a little bit earlier, but first of all, you said it's our job to pass it on to our children. We've covered that. But also, you know, when it comes to other women in our lives, other moms, friends that we have, can you share just a word of challenge with us about how we can keep passing on God's word. My challenge would be the Great Commission as far as another woman goes. Um, when Jesus is talking to the disciples, he says in Matthew 28, 16 through 20, it says, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And this last part is what I want you to really pay attention to is in verse 20, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is something that Jesus said at the very end of his life to the people dear to him. And he said, I want you to not just baptize the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. I want to teach. I want you to teach them to observe all that I have commanded you. And I feel like that is what we are to do as Christians, period, with other women in different ways. Now, that can look like from a stage. That can look like from a podcast. That can look like coffee. That can look like going over your neighbor's house like I do with absolutely... Like we just fresh off the morning, just woke up and I'm trying to teach her to keep all the commands that God's given us. And I'm trying to hold myself accountable to do that as well. And I'm trying to do that with my children. That would be one challenge. Don't underestimate the power of one woman. Sometimes we want to say, well, I can't go reach millions or I can't have this big, huge group. Do not underestimate the power of one woman and what that can mean for her life and her relationship with God. I love that. Absolutely. Don't underestimate the power of one woman is so true because she's going to hopefully turn around and do it for somebody else and somebody else and somebody else. And so I think that's so powerful. That's all the time that we have for today. 
But I know you listening and me as well. We've learned so much from you, Carly. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Mally. This was fun. And more than anything today, mom that's listening, Carly and I just hope that you realize how important God's word is to us and to your life. And knowing that if you know what it says, you can be ready when your kids ask you those hard questions, when they want to know what God's word says. And when you fail, don't beat yourself up. Get right back Mm -hmm. into it. God's word is alive like we were talking about. So there's always going to be something there for you. Just get back to it. Right, Carly? Right. That's right. Two resources I'll mention really quick. One is from the past. Back in 2021 on season two of this podcast, I had a series of devotionals that were all related to big God questions that kids will ask you. So they're all titled When Kids Ask. So for example, one was called When Kids Ask Who Wrote the Bible. And I linked several of those in the show notes, not all of them, but you're welcome to go back and listen to those. And secondly, I've also added links for a resource. I actually gave Carly one today that my hosting ministry has. They're called Family Worship Kits that are great for the whole family to dive deeper into God's Word together. I helped write some of the kids' activities for these. They're super fun, and I highly recommend them for learning more about God's Word and making that consistent in your family. Thanks so much for joining me, Carly, and thank you for listening today. Please be sure to share this episode with a friend and follow me on Instagram at Faithful31Moms. And if you've been blessed by this Lover Finding Ministry and would like to donate, there'll be a link in the show notes for that as well. Thanks again for listening, and remember, keep up the good work of pointing your kids to Jesus.